1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alan McGregor won't face any disciplinary action For his kick out at Christopher Iyer in Sunday's Old Firm game St Mirren are on the lookout for a new manager After sacking Alan Stubbs after just four league games And some breaking news tonight Some good breaking news Scotland's women qualify for the World Cup For the first time in their history I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And before we start with two hours of Alan McGregor calls I want to first of all say I thought he should have been sent off Stephen Gerrard thought he should have been sent off Almost every caller we've had in the show For the last two and a bit days Thought he should have been sent off So don't blame it on the Rangers Don't blame it on the media Don't blame it on the Dazzler Blame it on the rule book I thought, he was going for, I thought he was going for blame it on the boogie there I thought it was going to be the strangest start to the show ever Yeah, great start yeah. Uh, But Roger, I suppose as well before we, we move on Because huge congratulations to Scotland women's team History makers this afternoon Yes, Kim Little and Jane Ross with the goals in far off Albania Scotland won, did what they needed to do Shelley Cairns team Switzerland choked They only drew against Poland So Scotland going into the game thought the playoffs would be our best hope And they're going all the way to France for the finals now For the first time in history And the first Scotland team to reach a World Cup since 1998 Yes, a fantastic achievement Well done to everyone involved Gordon Diel, I've long been a believer that Scottish football does not stop It's the international break You might think we're winding down for a couple of days Um, Alan McGregor is on everyone's minds And St Mirren are looking for a new manager as well Just a couple of the things we will try and cover off tonight Yeah, incredible I I, I totally agree with Roger I said on the show uh, on Sunday at Celtic Park Gordon, like Willie Collum, I missed it I was so busy watching the other uh, part of the pitch And uh, obviously... Um, it went on at the top end And I totally missed it I've watched the replay uh, McGregor's a very lucky boy uh, Even his manager admits that as well But uh, he's he's one, he's one I watched today Getting away with it I thought he'd have got a ban But you know rules are rules And they've decided to go against it And Alan Stubbs I find incredible That a manager nowadays Four games in You're out of a job okay, okay. St Mirren And Morton And now Wraith Rovers All looking for managers It's incredible And it's only the 4th of September Incredible stuff Get your thoughts in then On any of the above In particular This Alan McGregor scenario Let's try and explain The the sort of process If you like Roger So um, Alan McGregor He faces no action And I can understand Some people maybe Don't understand why that is So Everyone saw him kick out At Christopher Iyer That's not the bit that's in doubt I think everyone With Functioning eyesight can see that he kicked out at Christopher Iyer Now the rule is, and I've read it many times on the programme this season For it to be deemed violent conduct The said kick out has to be done with excessive force or brutality Now what happens is three former match officials are consulted on the matter They are then asked whether they think it should have been a red card They have to come to a unanimous agreement Before it goes to the Scottish FA's fast track proceedings And quite simply... That did not happen and, and one of the things That needs to be pointed out is The three don't meet The three former referees Are They're, not in yeah, a room They don't get to confer You know They all take Separate phone calls From the new compliance officer Claire White They're all asked They're all shown footage Of the incident And they're all asked If In their opinions It was a red card defence For as you said I think the phrase now Is excessive force of brutality If two of them say Yes We think it was a red card defence and the other one says, I'm not sure it was, I think it might just have been a yellow card. That's enough for Alan McGregor not to be prosecuted, 
not to get a notice of complaint under the fast track, the judicial panel protocol, as the SFA now call it. And my understanding is that's precisely what's happened today. Yeah, so essentially, if you're looking for a blame game, and often we are in this part of the world, this is not the compliance officer's no, decision no, no, no. at this Absol- stage. Absolutely not. It's not the compliance officer's decision at all. And it's not Willie Collum's decision because in the olden days, they used to let the referees look at it again. Mm-hmm. And under the old rules, they would have shown it to Willie Collum. And Willie might have said, Listen, I was following the ball. I didn't see it. Had I seen it, I would have sent Alan McGregor off. And then that would have been enough to trigger a fast track disciplinary hearing. Now they don't consult Willie Collum. Yeah, that protocol changed in the summer, it didn't did. it? And they now go to these, and it's not the same. I think they've got a bank of former refs. They go to mm-hmm. three of them independently, ask the three of them their opinion. And the only way the compliance officer can prosecute is if all three say, yep, it was a red card offence. Now, I accept this maybe doesn't really matter anymore. In fact, it clearly didn't matter at all. But let's remind ourselves of what Stephen Gerrard said about that incident. Would you have had no complaints if Alan McGregor was sent off? No. First off? No. What did you make of that? I think he's lashed out. Will you speak to him about that? Because it's something you've been... Of course I will, yeah. Of course I will, yeah. I'll speak to him about it, yeah. Of course I will. Look, I'm I'm, I'm honest. What I say, I'll tell you what I say. I'm not going to... If something's blatant, it's blatant, but for me, you know, we've missed one there. A lot of the responses we've had on social media, Gordon, centre around, rightly or wrongly, what type of message this sends out. Sends out. Because this season so far, and by the way, we're not even really into September yet, a couple of days in, Alfredo Morelos has kicked out, mm-hmm. Stephen Naismith has kicked out, uh, Alan McGregor has kicked out. None of them have been deemed to be red card defences. So, so, so what it, it looks like certainly is that you can kick out as long as you don't, don't do it too hard. Yeah, essentially. I, I think it's a ridiculous um, decision, Gordon. I've got to be honest. After watching it um, several times, it's, it's, a, it's a red card in anybody's book. I don't know how three ex-referees can sit round and one of them say that's not a red card. I suppose, but, but, but is it though? I mean, and this is not necessarily my opinion. The, the rule says it has to be excessive force. I mean, was it? Because that that's the that's the, the call you have to make. Yeah, well, watching it in the replay, it certainly looks like that to me. Okay. So I'm 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 definitely going with a red card. 0141 for you to have your say. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB as well. Pat's and Johnson. Hi, Pat. Agree with panel. Hi, Pat. Your thoughts? Hey, I, I I don't want to talk about McGregor. Uh, you beat me to the punch here, Gordon. When you said it's cut lunch and you can get and kick people if you want, as long as it's not too hard. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're getting cut by everybody and go about kicking everybody now. The, the thing about it is, Roger, and I've maybe simplified that a bit too much because you don't. This is not to say you get away with kicking What it actually should mean Is that it might not be a red card But it should have been a yellow But the problem is If it's not seen at the time You don't get a retrospective yellow So I can totally see why people are saying That yeah you can kick people and get away with it But but, but that's not really the case Where the problem Two two seconds Pat Just let's clear this up and I'll get you back on Where the problem is going to be Gordon is How hard do you need to kick somebody Before it becomes Mm. a red card yeah, because this this whole idea of excessive force, Roger, I totally accept the the, the viewpoint from and some people who say that any force is excessive yeah, because you sh- you don't have to kick anyone in the first place. And in, in a couple of the incidents, you know, Morelos didn't need to kick out McKenna, so any force, to my mind, is excessive force. Alan McGregor didn't need to kick out in Christopher Agier, so any force for me is excessive force. And I really like that. I cannot see where the referee or referees. Who told the compliance officer No, no, no I don't think that's a red card 
I don't know where they're coming from Pat Aye, my, my, my point being As a certain international football player So called Respected by children Looked up to be children I'm talking about Kyle Lafferty That guy gets away with murder He stood a Celtic player there On Sunday I haven't heard one word said about it Or one word written in the newspapers He'd done the same thing against Lee Tierney When he was at Hearts This guy gets it time after time after time And there's nothing said about it I don't understand uh, Yeah, the thing this did come up on last night's show This is the aftermath of the first foul on Mikel Lustig Right, isn't right it? at the start of the yeah. game Yeah, and actually That was one that Willie Collum did see And was right in front of And decided that I'm presuming I haven't spoken to Willie I'm assuming Willie thought It was accidental mm-hmm. Because if he didn't think it was accidental I don't understand you know, why he took the decision But I think he's given Kel the benefit of the doubt of that one. This Alan McGregor business then, Roger what 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 can we do? Because well, listen, we don't make our own rules. The, the football rules are written by IFAB and they're sort of consistent across yeah. the game. Um, if we were to move to a scenario where kicking out, there is you know zero tolerance. You kick out, you get sent off. That's what people are sort of calling for today. But at the same time, that brings its own problems because that means that the tiniest, tiniest little flick of the foot would also lead to a red card. Yeah, so is there an easy fix? Well, listen. Go back to David Beckham 20 years ago Tiny flick out with his foot In the World Cup against Argentina Sent off And the incident has Followed him for two decades So That was with As much Possibly less force Than either The Morelos Or McGregor Or Naismith incidents At the start of this season But the rules have changed And You can only operate With the rules That the SFA And the governing bodies of the game Are using and the rules are using Whether we think it's right or wrong Gordon Are sufficient that Alan McGregor Has escaped any sanction today And will be in goal for Rangers Against India week on Saturday at Ibrox uh, Raffles is on Twitter saying Gordon if you're going to say excessive force or brutality Then you need to define those terms Or at least read what the SFA deems uh, Actions as those uh, That therein is, is the problem Roger Because one man's excessive force Is, is not another man's excessive well, and, force And listen That has clearly been the issue With the three these three former referees today Because one or two of them Have deemed it to be excessive force And one or two of them Have deemed it not to be excessive force of brutality You know they've deemed it to be An act of petulism Petulance I should say Which would be well they only have a yellow card And in those circumstances you know, the compliance officer, hands, her hands are tied and she cannot issue a notice of complaint to Alan McGregor. I mean, Vinnie McLean echoing the, the general arguments, surely any kick off the ball is excessive. Um, and then uh, David Moore wants to know, whose idea was it to change the old rules? The referee reviewing it sounds a lot better to me. I mean, that was just a Scottish FA decision, mm-hmm. Roger, to, to change their protocols in the summer, I guess. But then you can, you can kind of see the sense in that as well because it's three former referees they are interviewed about it independently as well So it, it should Should help the should, process should, should it not just go back to Willie Collum Seeing it again And then saying What decision would you have made on that day If you'd have, if you'd have witnessed that What decision I would have cleared up the, the thing that gets me that does is Willie Collum And people have all manner of opinions about Willie Collum But Willie Collum's probably Arguably best ref in the country If he's not arguably the best ref in the country He wouldn't have got the game at the weekend anyway So why would you not go back To the mm. best referee in the country But you're happy to go to guys Who have hung up their whistles some time ago And for everyone who's tweeting Saying you've forgotten about Brown on Naismith 
Let's just please try and limit this to kickouts So we can compare them all equally If I was to go through every incident From the last couple of years We'd never move on So I'm talking about the three that are the most similar Are Morelos, Naismith And now McGregor I think that's fair isn't it? They're the, right. they're the three we can compare Because they're, they're very similar Yeah well uh, The Morelos one Gordon I think is a little bit different uh, uh, When you look at McGregor McGregor makes real More contact, contact. Yeah. Okay yeah. So his force was more excessive yeah, But not excessive back, enough This was going back to the argument again okay. You know Everybody has a different opinion on it But uh, in fairness to the SFA on this They have been consistent Because They haven't prosecuted Any of the three of them Michaels and Rob Royston What do you make of it all Michael? I'm bewildered by it all And I, I don't know who changed this rule But the reason for changing it But it seems to me The interpretation of This force Is um, too ambiguous And it should be any force um, should be deemed uh, excessive force. It's as simple as that. And um, Alan McGregor got away with one last year against the Motherwell player as well, where he was in right in his face with an elbow. Um, and that's, that, he's missed that, uh, that one as well. And it's just to me that it's like somebody's sitting around these panels and they're deciding that it's not excessive force. Anybody that's got half a brain would be able to tell you that that's excessive force McGregor's kick out. And uh, it's totally embarrassing for Scottish football. And I'm not saying for one minute that there's, uh, these referees that's on this committee have uh, any leanings towards Rangers or anything like that. I'm just thinking the interpretation of it, because it's a new rule, it's wrong, and uh, they need to change the way they're interpreting it, that rule, because the two referees on Sky Sports yesterday deemed Alan McGregor to be a red card, so they're, they're saying it's different as well. So the Scottish referees must be deem- uh, interpreting that rule. Completely different to the English referees. Listen, it's difficult to argue. We heard Dermot Gallagher in Sky Sports, as you're talking about yesterday, Michael, explaining why it should have been a red card. These three referees, who former referees, I should say, who are consulted by Claire White, the compliance officer, two of them might have agreed with Dermot Gallagher. We don't know. Two of them could have said, "Yeah, it's a stonewall red card. Yeah, send them off all day long." And all it needs is one of the three to say, uh, "No, I'm not. I'm not quite so sure. I think I would just have given a yellow card." And the way the rule book is now, Michael, that is enough for Alan McGregor to escape sanction. So it's not as if all three have strolled in and just written this off and said, oh, no, no, nothing to see here. All it takes is one guy to have a bit of doubt in his mind and Alan McGregor's free. Yeah, and and all of a sudden, I've gone from never really wanting to see any player kick out at another... In a weird way I'm kind of intrigued For the next one Roger If we eventually We eventually do get one Which has gone on, gone into the So-called excessive bracket Because surely it'll come at some point Yeah of course it will Yeah with, with, without That's what I'm saying You know when does When does it, a kick of an opponent Become Hard enough Firm enough Excessive enough To merit the red card Under the SFA's new rules uh, Final word to you Michael uh, Well what I was going to say is that uh, the way they are interpreting that, uh, uh, each individual can interpret the rule differently. And that's what ha- sounds like it's happened here. Somebody's d- d- said different. So they take that amb- uh, ambiguity away and just say, look, no, if anybody kicks out, it's a red card. It's sim- simple as that. And uh, the player should go off the park. And there wouldn't be any more of this silly stuff. I like Michael's um, optimism when he says simple as that. No, we're not going to get Nothing that. is simple in this part no. of the world. That's what we've learned over the last... Uh, Couple of years, Roger. You, your words always echoed in my head because the first time we discussed anything like this, I can't even remember which incident it was. You basically said you had given up a long, long time ago in trying to 
predict the outcome no, of think, appeals. That, that, yeah, that was the appeal process. I think maybe after the Morelos one, I remember one two or three years ago, did Gary O'Connor when he was at Hibs get done for diving? And after the game, Billy Brown, who I think was a Hibs assistant manager at the time, said, "Oh yes, he was. He dived. We'll have, we'll have a word with him about that." But the club appealed it, and the club won the appeal. So <laughs> the, 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 similarities there. That, with, I decided with... not to. <laughs> Try and predict anything at all Michael Devlin of Aberdeen I think is up tomorrow For To appeal his red card For the Kamarnock game At the weekend Anything could happen 0141 951 1025 Lots of you trying to get through To speak about Alan McGregor That's fine We will continue to do that But St Mirren fans Come on Where are you? We had a A lot Shall we say Of angry St Mirren fans Last week on Saturday's programme Alan Stubbs Has gone already Was it the right decision? Yes or no? And if so who next to take over the hot seat? 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard So many calls coming in About Alan McGregor This decision not To retrospectively punish him For that kick out on Christopher Iyer At the weekend So we will get back to them Keep them coming More than happy to keep discussing that But I do want to address Alan Stubbs Roger Hanna He is no longer The St Mirren manager Yeah um, You never like to see anyone Lose their job I've always had time for Alan Stubbs um, Both when he was a player And when he was manager of Hibernian um, after he was sacked last night Gordon I put out a tweet Simple tweet on Twitter And I got Two different sets of replies Every non-St Mirren fan Said it's a disgrace Four league games in How can you sack a manager But tellingly perhaps Every single St Mirren supporter Who tweeted me back Said they were in agreement With the decision of the club So it's very difficult for, I think, for any of us to sit here in light of that and say it was the wrong decision. Maybe the wrong decision for Alan Stubbs. Maybe the wrong decision for football. When you look at how long managers are getting just now, but it's in Mirren fans, the custodians of the club, to a man last night on Twitter, seemed to agree Alan Stubbs' time was up. I disagree. Um, I know that St Mirren fans will come on and say, "Well, we go and pay our money. We're entitled to say who our manager should be." I've got all that, but. To give a guy a job and then sack him after four games when he's got new players in there, everyone's touching on the point with Rangers just now waiting for them to gel and it'll take months for the new team and everything like that. Alan Stubbs, four games to get his style of play. Yeah, apparently it's not the greatest people are saying. Apparently some of his signings have let him down. But I just think, I think that's a ridiculous decision, Gordon. I really do. Four games there. Uh, the statement came out one minute after we went off air last night It was an interesting timing A four line statement that simply says St Mirren confirmed tonight's parted company With Alan Stubbs with immediate effect Careful consideration was given to the decision And the search for a new manager Will begin immediately The club would like to thank Alan for his work During his time in charge at the Simple Digital Arena And wish him the best for the future The club will keep supporters informed As the new arrangements are put in place And thank them for their patience and ongoing support Roger Hanna I have noticed this on social media as well People generally And it's it's okay to, to be in this camp It's okay to be uncomfortable At the thought of managers losing their jobs On the 3rd of September But at the same time I've not seen a single St Mirren fan Who disagrees Maybe we'll get one on the phone Maybe you are the lone voice out there St Mirren fans Give us a call Yeah and, and listen I hope a St Mirren fan Does give us a call One who is supportive of Alan Stubbs But um, something has gone wrong 
Badly wrong at St Mirren Since the start of the season I don't just mean results Clearly off the field There have been issues um, uh, Gordon Scott and Tony Fitzpatrick Took action last night To replace a manager A good man um, But they clearly want to take already Take a different direction And it's really really strange Gordon St Mirren and Livingston Two teams promoted to the Premiership It's mm. so unusual for teams who are coming up to lose managers They both lost managers They both appointed new managers And within a total of six games They've sacked both mm. their managers And are looking to take a but different you, you've direction You've got to ask a question Where does St Mirren think they're going to be, Gordon? They've come up for the championship Well, according under... to Tony Fitzpatrick The top six or the top well, four Which is absolutely nonsense It's a nonsense statement to come out with In your first season uh, Especially when you, you lose your manager Right, Ben is a St Mirren fan in Bishopton The right call for you, Ben? been really on the fence about it um, because it does sound ridiculous um, sacking a guy so early. Um, but I think I don't. I think there's more to it than that. I mean, yes, the performances have been bad and results have been. I mean, um, signs have been bad. But I think ever since the first day that he walked into the club in the in the, in the summer, and I've been to pretty much almost every game pre-season and 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 since, uh, it, it instantly kind of brought a, a black cloud with him um, and. I don't know, the players just looked unhappy instantly, there was no connection, he seemed to really evaporate all the goodwill that was there, um, and I don't he just comes across very dour, I know that's just one one, one thing you see, but it, it, just, it just seems something was off straight away, and everyone could see it, and everyone was talking about it, I think that's why all St. Mons fans, most of them aren't surprised, I, I'm, I, I mean, the, the speed of it is crazy, but I think everyone has known this for, since he started, that it was just something was off. And there's something behind the scenes that's 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 just not gelling. So do you know why I think it's Ben? Sorry, at least have recognised the, the, the mistake early. Well, uh, have they recognised the mistake early? Because you've talked four games. I remember. I'll go back to a story myself, Gordon, as a manager. I know how difficult a job is, and October or whatever it may be, I was getting a police escort out of my uh, of the stadium to my car. Because, Air United Because people were screaming i just lost a game People were screaming For me to lose my job They wanted me out They wanted me sacked That same season I know how they feel I took Air United To a cup final on the Sunday And the Scottish Cup semi-final On a Saturday Six days not seven And there were 20,000 Air United supporters there I didn't hear them shouting To mm. sack me then And I think that you've got to give A manager If you back him Who's made the decision In the summer then So they just get away scot-free Good punt Yeah Scot-free Right They bring this guy in Bring his staff in Give him money To go and get new players And then after four it, games In the league decide but is, it, is, it, is this not why You have to perhaps look A bit more in depth As Ben suggests Because we all we know this We know that Jack Ross Got off to a worse start than this And they obviously stuck by him Because you're looking at then Well that was the previous Manager's players And, and you give him a bit of time Perhaps the, the problem here And I'm not, I'm not saying This makes it mm. okay Quite often when you come in as a new manager You're following a manager who failed previously Whereas in Alan Stubbs' case You come into a club that's on a high And you've got be- very big shoes to fill And that actually presents that, that its own is, challenge That is a problem at St Mirren Football Club I've, I've said on this programme Millions of times that I think they're a fantastic football club The way they go about their business But I think they've let themselves down a little bit Because Jack Ross jumped ship at the right time As far as I'm concerned St Mirren this season their one aim 
is to stay in that league Forget this top six nonsense Because it ain't going to happen No matter what manager you bring in So if you're going to bring the manager in You've mm. got to back and, him and, and whoever comes in next Has got some task in their hands Because it's an even bigger task Than Gary Holt at Livingston I've seen Livingston a couple of times this season Daz, and I mentioned in the show on Saturday That in Livingston's favour is They've got the spine of the team who came up from League One through the Championship into the Premiership, the three centre-and-halves, the three boys in the middle of the park, Scott Robinson up front. But they've also got the spine off the field. It's the mm-hmm. same board, it's the same backroom teams, the same office staff. You know, there's a real support structure there for Gary Holt. Whoever goes in at St Mirren, they've got to take on a lot of Alan Stubbs' signings. They've got to take on some of Alan Stubbs' backroom team. They've got to take on a few of the players that Jack Ross left behind and who, if you believe the stories, have been less than enamoured about what's been happening since Jack Ross left. And they've also got to take on the expectation of the chief executive mm-hmm. who expects them to be the, in the top the six. Thing, the only thing I'll say, if it's a football decision, I think it's wrong. If there's something happened behind the scenes which we don't know about with the chairman and the manager, then I totally okay. understand decisions like ben, that. Ben, oh, I was just going to bring Ben back and he's just disappeared. Um, let's see if we can get Ben back. I've got another question for him. Uh, let's remind ourselves of what Alan Stubbs said at the weekend because the, the final straw, if you like, was the 4-1 defeat to Hearts. He said the players had to take responsibility for what happened when they got on the pitch. He questioned the mentality of some and said that there were times he felt some were hiding. Well, I think before before half time, I think there was a period where it looked a little of that. I think second half they did better, and it would have been easily for them to to even hide even more, you know. So from that point of view, I think that shows you that there is a, a bit there, but they can't you, you you can't afford to come to places and you know I I could I'm saying I I could have you could rewind these back in the last four press conferences and they'd be the similar similar thing, you know. Now I can. Or my staff and me, we can, you know, work on it day to day in terms of organisation. But then the day, you know, players have to take responsibility. You know, being on the pitch, you know, once you cross that white line, we can't pull you and uh, push you into positions. You know, they have to do what they've done on the training grounds and they've done it all week. Uh, Ben's back on the line. Ben, the next question obviously is who next? Where does Simmer and go from here? Well, I think I think probably an experienced head like Jim McIntyre or something like that. Um, you know, I think he was close to getting the job anyway. Um, I was saying a few Saturday fans on Saturday, we should just go to Clyde and get Daniel Lennon because he was so good for us before. But um, people don't tend to go backwards, do they? But um, I think I don't see the reason why we shouldn't. But Jim McIntyre seems a favourite, and I guess I'd be reasonably happy with that. Yeah, the, the names I've seen, Roger, not none entirely surprising. Jim McIntyre, Jim Goodwin, Gus McPherson, Danny Lennon with the old St Mirren connection. Well, well Danny Lennon and Gus McPherson not chased out of the place by the fans the last time. So, you know, <laughs> will the fans want them back? Would they want to go back to those fans who treated them the way, you know, some of minority air fans treated Dazzy he was talking about a minute ago? Um, Jim Goodwin is a name that I know has been discussed by St Mirren directors, um, a very similar route to the one that Jack Ross took starting off at Alloa doing extremely well taking Alloa into the championship not looking out their depth in the championship so could Jim Goodwin mm. the man who lifted the league cup when Danny Lennon was manager could he be returning Jim McIntyre has you know won a league cup with Ross County he's one that's been discussed as well as Ben said close to getting it in the summer but 
the Samirin board and the Morton board and the Wraith board will probably find that quality managers they're not thick in the ground just now Gordon yes in case you're wondering but a breaking news before we came on Barry Smith is no longer the Wraith Rovers manager so they're looking for a new boss as well Lewis is an Annan fan but I think you're just a, a keen observer of this Alan Stubbs situation Lewis yeah and very much so um, I mean I don't believe that managers are treated fairly anyway. They have a bad start to the season. There was Frank DeBoer at Crystal Palace last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, four games, yes, 12 goals conceded. Uh, not a great start to the season. But let's not forget, Alan Stubbs is a proven manager. He took Hibs to the Scottish Cup title in 2015-16. So... He's proven that he can do it. So why is it that he seems to get the blame and ultimately the shove as soon as things aren't going right? That, that, that's a good point, manager. I think, Roger. That's a good point because there are a couple of ways of looking at Alan Stubbs' managerial record. You can say, quite rightly, as Lewis does, he won Hibs the Scottish Cup. They were a championship side. It's an incredible achievement. They, they, they On the other cha- hand... They were a championship side because, because Alan Stubbs couldn't get them out of the championship. Exactly. And then had a tough time at Rotherham and, as well. And, so And people will talk about cup wins. And this is no disrespect to the men I'm about to mention, but Kenny Shields won a cup. John Hughes won a cup. Danny Lennon won a cup with St Mirren. And none of them are in really high-profile jobs anymore. Jim McIntyre, as we spoke about a moment ago, won a cup with Ross County. A fantastic achievement. But you find in Scottish mm-hmm. football, Gordon, those achievements are very quickly forgotten yeah. about. Lewis makes some good points from a an outside view, if you like. Lewis not being a St Mirren fan. Let me bring in Christine as well, who is a St Mirren fan. The right decision for you, Christine? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100% behind the board. Um, my point, um, I've been a Sitman fan all my life, and what I've watched Aaron Stubbs do to that team that got promoted last year um, has been nothing more than he's ripped the whole soul and out of the whole team. He's deflated the fans since the day he came in, totally deflated everything, all the good, good feel factors that we had there. But by doing what, by doing what, Christine? I'm not saying I disagree. I just want to find out a bit more from from someone who's in depth, involved, well, if you like, the way you are. Well, the players that we've got rid of, right? For one, we had good, solid players who gave a hundred and ten percent in every game for that club, and Alan Stubbs just came in. He's brought. I, I totally understand. Where Alan Stubbs is coming from, want to put his own his own stamp on the team in particular. But to go from having some strong players that we did have to to bringing in non-league players who have hardly touched a ball before the came to sit down is absolutely atrocious. Now we've got a number nine at the club just now, Brock Madison, I think his name is. And what we've watched is the guy can't hold the ball up. He hasn't got a shot on goal. The Hearts game, I think it was near enough to end of the game before he actually touched the ball. Yeah, Roger, <laughs> recruitment's always a huge thing, isn't it? And in Alan Stubbs' uh, defence, it can't be easy trying to replace guys like Lewis Morgan and Gavin Riley. Yeah. 
I'm thinking of recruiting Christine to do the man by man ratings for the Scottish Sun because that, that was quite an analysis of Nikolai Brock Madsen's performance at Tynecastle at the weekend. All, all Christine needed to do was finish it with a zero. Um, the problem Alan Stubbs had for a start is Lewis Morgan wasn't there. Lewis Morgan had gone back to Celtic. Um, a lot of the league winning side, Liam Smith was on loan, had gone back to Hearts. Harry Davis was intent on going back to England. Stelios had been freed by the club. Gavin Riley couldn't agree a new contract and left to go down south. So the heart had been ripped out the team before Alan Stubbs arrived. But as Christine's alluded to, and a lot of this in Mirren supporters who came, came back to me on Twitter last night are suggesting, you know, it, it dispirited the ones that were left and also dispirited mm. the support, Gordon. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. This doesn't only interest St Mirren fans because Ian Fitzpatrick's a Clyde fan and he says, Danny Lennon. Hands off So he's a, he's perhaps a wee bit worried That the, the manager could be on his way But surely not The merry-go-round Hasn't started turning just yet Keep the calls coming 01419511025 Whether you want to discuss Alan McGregor Alan Stubbs Anything else that's on your mind We'll do it after the travel with Cassie Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com uh, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm, I'm thinking Roger About starting a segment on the show Where we document what Gordon DL gets up to During the travel Because last week his t-shirt was inside out And he had to change it over This week Disturbing images As he gets an R&B music lesson from Cassie He's got Drake That's one for the youngsters Drake on his phone and he's, he's shown us his new dance move He asked me studio. apart from Frank Sinatra What else could he download on his, on his Drake. running playlist And I said Drake No and difference I said, Frank Sinatra The best similar. song is one dance And then ten minutes later He was singing two dance <laughs> And you had this, he had this dance move Going with his leg Dad <laughs> dancing Oh he's taught me that worst. I'm going to pull that out By the way Awful. the next staff party Anyway give him, give him his mic back Be on your way And let's get back to the football 01419511025 uh, on Twitter at Clyde SSB Andy Thomas says You're missing the point with Stubbs Results were poor However his man management skills were shocking And he had issues with the Jack Ross players Who got us up toys out of the pram Right let's get back to the phones Lots of you want to talk about Alan McGregor So well, let's do it Trevor's in Motherwell Hi Trevor Yeah evening guys How you doing? Evening Trevor, Not bad, Trevor. Trevor. What's your take on it Trevor? You're obviously a Rangers fan So give us your yeah, assessment I don't, don't get me wrong I was expecting When it happened Ham's in a flash, by the way, and the referee, he's not going to see everything, obviously. I didn't see anything, and I've seen the replay, but like, ah, oops, right, OK, we'll be seeing West Bordenham for the next couple of weeks. Uh, very lucky guy, McGregor, yeah. But the points I want to ask the panel is, try it on the TV, let's go. Do you think it's a good thing? You know, because it gets us all told to be silly after last. Now, this is what makes the games as well. Now, my second point, also as well, I think Gordon touched on about having a three-man panel. Never going to work. Two will say yeah, one will say no, vice versa. Don't you think the referee on the day, Willie Collins, should be brought in, say, right, Willie, sit and watch this. These are the points. These are the things that he's missed. OK, his list will be pretty long, I would imagine, usually. But uh, and let him, you know, hmm. make it... I, I totally agree with you, Trevor. Yeah, until the summer, that is what happened. Yeah, and it should. I don't know why the rule has been changed, Gordon. Because Willie Collum, as Roger touched on, said that he's the best referee in Scotland. He was in charge of the game on Sunday. He missed. He missed it, and you can't blame him for that. So, when something like this happens, yeah, I think you should bring him in, sit him down, have a look at it, go over it with him, 
and then let him make the decision because you're right, Roger touched on it. You've got three ex-referees and making decisions. Why not let the match referee make that decision and say to him, would you have sent Alan McGregor off if you had seen that on Sunday? And I think he would have probably said yes. What was interesting from the television pictures, Roger, is that <laughs> Willie Collum does actually turn back and look at it. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know, I, I can't see through Willie Collum's eyes You can only assume that he was looking But didn't see it If that <laughs> makes any sense I, th- I think well, it was a noise, Gordon Because I was the exact same I was following the ball And I heard a, a roar well, up at that end yeah, I mean, And it, everybody yeah, turned yeah, round I mean, it, it, in the past Willie would have heard the foul But he was obviously too far away from this one To, to hear it <laughs> Don't, don't stop <laughs> um, But listen, you can't criticise Willie Collum You've said that, you were at the game mm. You too were following the ball oh, yeah. You don't have eyes in the back of your head You can't see mm. everything that's going on In all four corners of the pitch So Willie Collum and the officials have been following the ball and they've missed the flashpoint between McGregor and Adger. Now, TV viewers, fortunate to see it again. And everyone, to a man, thought it was a red card offence. Um, the new SFA rules, however, have worked in Alan McGregor's favour. Um, oddly enough, he's with the SFA, he's with Scotland this week, preparing for these games against Belgium and Albania. And once he's been involved in these two games, whether he plays or not, he can then go back to Rangers... And Stephen Gerrard can pick him for the Dundee game Trevor, the other side of the argument of course It's one which Alex Ray puts forward in the last couple of shows Is whether or not you know the SFA decide to, to not take any to action As a Rangers fan, I mean would you just prefer that the players didn't kick out And then you don't have this discussion? Obviously, but I mean see these It's a trial for TV fan I just don't, don't get I mean you imagine Forty year ago, get trial by television. Willie Johnson told me game play one week, miss the next, play one week, miss the next. You know, let the game go on. And if he has got a hard, literally any referee, but he's got a hard enough job. And we seem to be talking about all the things she's missed. But the guy's only human. Well, I, I, you know, and we're only seeing this, and it's so hard. And I think they're getting a hard, hard time. But it's against done. But he is only human, Trevor. You're right. He is like the rest of the referees And we have to cut them a bit of slack now and again He is only human But We're moving to a, a, a time in football history Where technology is being brought in To assist the humans Look at the World Cup in the summer in Russia And the VAR Now Scottish football financially Isn't in a place at the minute To have VAR video assistant referees But Had You know Were we in a place to have them mm-hmm. And there was one at the weekend and someone shouted in Willie Collum's ear We need to go back and review it It would have been fascinating To watch Willie yeah. Collum Go to that neutral area Between the two dugouts at Celtic Park View evidence of the clash Between McGregor and Ayer Fascinating to see what Willie mm. Collum would have done yeah, then Paul McManus asks the, the very same question What would you know? What would be the point of VAR? What would have been the outcome If, if the McGregor incident If it was used Well put it this way Three Referees, Gordon, essentially did get the chance to use VAR Not at the time, but they've since seen it And they couldn't unanimously agree that it was a red card decision So we have no idea what, what Willie Collin would have decided if he'd seen it at the time um, Correct, um, Willie may have had a different opinion about it I'd be very surprised, Gordon I'd be very surprised if a referee like Willie Collin Wouldn't have shown the red card to Alan McGregor And even with the Rangers manager's comments He knows... 
that his goalkeeper got away with one as well. So it's not just mm. us having a go at Alan McGregor. He's an experienced goalkeeper and it just shows you this game. The hype and the atmosphere, you get caught up and it's that one second that can cause your team a real problem. David and Bears then, what do you make of it? Hi, good evening, lads. Hello. Um, yeah, well, I'm just on this one there, obviously, to the ongoing discussion. Okay, it was a big game, obviously, the Rangers Celtic game, so that's the one that highlights. I'm sure there's a lot of wee niggly fills and things happened off the ball. But I'm thinking, I mean, Dazzle, you played the game yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, you went back 20, 30 years. I mean, these things went on all the time, right? And, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I think fans, I well, listen to fans coming on and they think, oh, it was a Rangers player that did it, so at the end of the day, you know, he, he should get cautioned for that. And it would be vice versa if it was a Rangers fan on saying, you know, Scott Brown went over a couple of guys last season. And so he should get him pulled up for these sort of things as well. But how far do you go? It's not to be Willie Collum, right? Because Willie Collum, you could turn around and say, well, we'll bring back the game then and say to Willie, Willie, do you think that was a fellow in Ryan Jack when you saw it again and not at the pace that you saw it at? And yeah, well, we now just um, bring the game back and then we'll naturally just cancel out the Celtic goal because of it. You can't do that. The bottom line is, it's a physical game. It's two fit teams of, of fit players. They'll do the odd silly thing in the heat of a moment. That was handbags to me. What, what McGregor did, it was a wee, a wee a, a petulant swipe when uh, Ayer fell on top of him. Morales did the same thing. If Scott Brown put a couple of elbows in, guys, I'm thinking, there's a wee guy there running about Celtic midfield that's the size of Napoleon. Why, why is there, uh, some guy not going in there and... and putting the elbow back in him a wee bit and making him feel a wee bit as if, okay, I better watch what I'm doing here. And, and it's blown out of proportion for me because 20 or 30 years, this wouldn't even be getting discussed. These things that are going on now, it's like we're, 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 we're the guys up in bubble and, and put slippers on them. And I watched Brian Christie at the weekend and I'm also thinking, there's a guy there that took a dive and, and we hear, oh, you should, you should have got yellow cardies for that, you know, that was ridiculous. But it's past, it's gone. The game's finished, right? And it's going to happen again next week in another game. Maybe Alba will be a broth or whatever it will be. David, can I just quickly, David, just because we're running out of time, can I flip your question back on you then? Because you've said where do you draw the line in terms of how how small... Uh, you know how, how these incidents might be really small. Are we still going to look at them? What if the incidents are massive? What if someone does serious damage to someone off the ball? You don't want to retrospectively look at it because you're saying how far do we go? No, but I think that's the point, Gordon. I think the point is if it's serious damage. I mean, and you, I, uh, I thought your general point was that we shouldn't referee the game afterwards. No, I think you should look at the game, but look for serious incidents. And I mean, serious incidents. But what is a serious incident? It's a serious incident where two physically strong guys. And one takes a wee clip at the other, which honestly, he's probably pulled a sock, you know, trying to pull it up. He's probably hurt his leg more. So I'm thinking to myself, is that a serious incident? Is it as serious an incident as something? David, I I find it astonishing that you are actually trying to defend that. It's, It's a sending off. It's a sending off all day. And when the Rangers manager even comes out and says, I would have no arguments whatsoever. It tells you its own story. You can back to 20, 30 years ago. 20, 30 years ago, when I played, the first thing a, a defender or a midfield player said, the minute he put you 10 feet in the air, referee, it's my first tackle. And they usually get away for it. It's completely different now. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. 
It is almost time for Beat the Pundit Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are standing by Been a long old time since Roger lost Let's see what Gordon can come up with If it's his turn tonight If you fancy it tonight If you think you've got the knowledge 0141 951 1025 You have to be very quick Because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been discussing Alan McGregor at length. We've been discussing Alan Stubbs. Um, not quite as lengthy, but we've been discussing that as well. If you have any thoughts on the above, do feel free to get in touch. And uh, we're going to hear from Ali McCoist, who's had some thoughts on. How Rangers should approach games against Celtics. So we'll get to that after this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Gordon and Roger are standing by. And remember, all week on Beat the Pundit, just for coming on, you don't even need to get a single question right, just for coming on, you get. Two pairs of tickets to Scotland against Belgium on Friday And two pairs of tickets for Scotland against Albania on Monday So, Tommy Johnson and Livingston You can Hi, you, you can hang up right now and you've won the tickets But I would rather you stayed if you don't mind <laughs> No worries guys Good stuff, hope you enjoy your night on us Hi, and the Scottish you. FA Let's um, get the, the, the coin Let's see who you're going to be up against Heads, it's Roger Hanna Tails, it is Gordon DL I've already, I've already given them some Clyde 2 in their ears I've just done it a bit early Gordon's looked at me very shocked Anyway uh, Tails it is So you're up against Gordon DL uh, Roger Hanna can just sit back and relax So I've given him the Clyde 2 already Tommy, you can't hear us Which is quite good I might keep it that way for the rest of the show I'll get your clock up and running 30 seconds Head to head Remember you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Who did Scotland's women team beat today? Albania What nationality is Hearts midfielder Arnold June? Dutch uh, Former Livingston midfielder David Hopkin has been announced as manager of which English side? Blackburn Which club did Kyle Lafferty start his career with? Very face. Who did Rangers beat in their first Europa League qualifier this year? Pass Which American side does Wayne Rooney play for? Quick New York Right okay um, Terrible Terrible I'll ah, we'll wait and see Gordon DL Are you with me? That was a long 30 seconds Jessica. No it wasn't Same set of questions to you right. Who did Scotland Women's team beat Albania. earlier? Albania What nationality Is Hearts midfielder Arnold Jum This should be good Cameroon Former Livingston manager David Hopkin Has been announced As Bad the manager club. of which English League 1 side With which club did Kyle Lafferty Start his career with? Burnley who did Rangers beat in their first Europa League qualifier? Um, uh, Scoopy. Which American side does Wayne Rooney play for? Uh, no, I don't know this one. I've just seen him take a penalty. M- MLS. <laughs> wow. Uh, to be fair to you, I was having a bit of a go because I was expecting a horrendous answer for Arnold Jum. And you got it right I read it You did uh, Let's go through them First question Who did Scotland women's team beat? It was Albania You both got it One all oh. Second question What nationality is Hearts midfielder Arnold Jum? You got it right I'm a bit suspicious that you got that one right I must say Because I thought you would have Had a mare on that one But nevertheless You did it 2-1 It went to 3-1 Because David Hopkins Been announced as manager of Bradford uh, Kyle Lafferty started his career with Was it Burnley? It was Burnley 
Um, who did Rangers beat in their first Europa League qualifier? It was Scoopy. Um, and Wayne Rooney plays for DC United. Uh, oh, I was unlucky. Not MLS, <laughs> unbelievably. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five for you, Gordon, and one for you, Tommy. But it doesn't really matter because you've got yourself two pairs of tickets for both Scotland games on Friday and Monday. Enjoy. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks very much. Good man. Well done, Tommy. Well done, Tommy. It was quite a good effort. I was watching Wayne Rooney. I don't take even like to give you credit when you do well on beat the pundits. Makes me suspicious. Especially after your performance last week When you two I get three Rascals Looked at my sheet on the oh, teaser on. No, That's no, not no, happening no, That's not no, happening this no, week No No As I said at the end of the show last week We've all learned a valuable lesson It was one person that looked at your sheet Not me There's no chance that Roger instigated that Roger Tell the truth <laughs> Truth please You're an honest man I never even went near that Anyway, that was the full-time teaser. I've had Beat the Pundit carefully guarded tonight, so there's no way, there's no way Gordon DL would have got away with it. Uh, 0141-951-1025 is the number you need to get in touch. Let's hear a bit from Ali McCoist. You can share your thoughts on this. Uh, he says Stephen Gerrard could take a leaf out of Craig Levine's book in future Old Firm matches if he's hoping to get a more positive result. He says that Rangers, in his opinion, sat off the hoops too much in the 1-0 defeat on Sunday, and he thinks that Hearts and Hibs are the sides which know how to get at the champions. You know, looking at it, I was clearly disappointed from a Rangers point of view that particularly in the first half, I didn't get close to them. I think Hearts have probably, in the last couple of years, have, have, have showed and have capitalised on any, any vulnerabilities or, or weaknesses that Celtic have, you know, but particularly at Tynecastle. And I think that's possibly certainly a way, to, a way to play them and that would be not give them any time and, and you know, get in and about them. But um, certainly on, on, the, on the weekend's performance, which was a very good one for Celtic. There certainly looks to be a gap between the sides. But no, I think certainly, you know, I think it's vitally important now for Rangers in the next couple of league, certainly the next couple of league games, need to win them. Because you don't want to win any more points, drop any more points and go further behind Celtic. It takes a lot of energy. But as I say, Hearts have, have proved it. You know, and Hibs certainly have given Celtic some very good games, not just at Easter Road, it has to be said, also at Celtic Park. So Hibs and Hearts have, have certainly done it. Whether they can maintain it over a, a period to challenge for league, I would have to say would be doubtful. But certainly um, the games at Tynecastle that I've watched um, Hearts play against Celtic, they certainly play with a, a tempo and a pace and an and aggression in a good way that perhaps Celtic aren't, aren't accustomed to. And it certainly, it certainly, certainly poses them problems. I said before the game, Regardless of the result, you know, Rangers have, have made improvements and, and are improving. Listen, I've played in the old firm games where we've, you know, we've played really, really well and lost and we've played poorly and won. So, you know, you can take the old firm game in isolation and say that Celtic were a better team and deserve to win. But in the bigger picture, I still think Steven Gerrard is, is doing, a, doing a good job and should be encouraged. And I don't think, he's, he's, he certainly won't be pressing any panic buttons, that's for sure. Him and Gary have been in the game far too long to, to do anything like that. But they'll certainly, in saying that, they'll certainly still take stock from what happened at the weekend and, and, and they'll realise that they were, they were beaten by a better team. So, Harley McCoy says if Rangers want to get the better of Celtic, they should play like Hibs or Hearts. Um, yeah, Hibs and Hearts play like that when they play Celtic in their own patch. Um, I don't think Hearts have the best record at Celtic Park in recent times under Craig Levine or under anyone else. So, when Celtic go to Ibrox, I think it's December 29, it's penciled in for Gordon. I would expect a more up and atom performance, if you like. The type that Hearts have produced against Celtic at Tynecastle, that Hibs have produced against Celtic at Easter Road, that for a spell in the last game at Ibrox last season at 2 1, Rangers were producing. 
But I think by December 29 Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister mm. Will hope Their Rangers team is in a position To put up that kind of display Against Celtic Because As Alan McCoy says They were a long way from it on mm. Sunday At Gordon DL If you go to the Super scoreboard section On the Clyde One mm. website You can see Doogie Wright's analysis of the game We do, we do this every week uh, Various things But perhaps a, a bit of an in-depth look at Sort of where and, and, and how Celtic dominated Possession at the weekend So Olivier and Cham 81 passes throughout the game The entire Rangers midfield 88 So, so, so just 7 more for the entire midfield Compared mm-hmm. to Olivier and Cham And then if you're talking about Not being able to impact it as much In, in the attacking third uh, Doogie's article says that Morelos and Lafferty um, Between them lost the ball 28 times Committed 10 fouls Only won the ball back once So sort of middle to front Was, was where the difference was essentially yeah, Celtic totally controlled the middle of the park, Gordon uh, I touched on it, I thought Scott Brown was brilliant as well uh, Cham got man of the match uh, You touched on there how many touches you had And obviously the most important one They put the ball in the back of the net um, You can play different ways against Celtic I thought that the tactics Yeah, okay, he's decided to go there Keep himself in the game as, as long as he possibly could And try and sneak a, a 1-0 Now, there's nothing up with that but the biggest problem I witnessed on Sunday was when the Rangers players got the ball, they immediately gave it away. There was no confidence in keeping the ball. The passing was shocking. Some of them looked out their depth with the atmosphere. I think that I think the, the new boys, a lot of them get caught up on it. And it wasn't until the last 10, 15 minutes that Rangers started to come in because they knew they were one down. They had to go and try and have a little go. Uh, which they did and, and nearly sneaked a, 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 a draw Which they didn't deserve Let's be totally honest about it What would concern me Is That the Rangers manager Made a statement saying I thought we edged it In the second half I found that astonishing yeah. They were they were overrun All over the park Especially middle middle park Scott Brown and Cham Absolutely strolled Through 90 plus minutes And, and listen I, I like stats as much as the next man I put stats in the Scottish Sun every Saturday and Sunday and Monday, Gordon. The only one I stopped short of is expected goals because I think that's a nonsense. But that's one, for another night. The one pivotal moment in the game on Sunday, the goal, won't come down. I'm about to say, isn't in the stats. The most important part was when Celtic broke Olivier and Cham, who for me was the best player in the park on Sunday. Olivier and Cham kept running so that he was in a position to put the ball in the net when James Forrest passed it to him. And Oviage area stopped running. He decided, you know what? I know when Charm's running there, but I, I, I really can't be bothered running there. And he didn't track the player back, and then Charm scored the goal. And that won't be in Dougie White's statistics, fine though they are. But that, for me, was the critical moment of the game on Sunday. Paul is in Drumchapel. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. How's you doing? Hi, how you doing, Roger? How you doing, the two gardens? Hello, Hi, what's Paul. on your mind tonight, Paul? Aye, no bad guys there. Uh, listen, I've just I've no long finished work. Uh, I finished at quarter to eight, so I was trying to go and beat the pundit for the Scotland tickets. Try again <laughs> tomorrow, don't so you worry. Been, so, aye, so, so I've been trying for a while, but uh, no, I did want to make a point anyway. Uh, the thing was, um, obviously, I've not heard the show tonight, so I don't know what everybody's been talking about. So I don't know if it's already been spoke about, but uh, the Stephen Gerrard uh, remarks about the, the foul. The fell with Ryan Jack and Rogic and obviously Ryan Jack coming out and talking about what I call him the day saying he should be demoted for the all league and stuff like that when I've been on Twitter the day and I've seen 
Dermot Gallagher, who's a well-respected, well-respected man down in England and he's on Sky Sports. Danny Mills as well, well-respected defender, played in English Premier League and all that. They said, the two of them said, it, it was actually a foul on Tom Rogic. The, the, the Ryan Jacks jumped into Tom Rogic. He's, he's jumped on him with his back. But listen, that's no... I'm not saying that that is exactly what happened, but I'm saying this is two well-respected guys who have said this, right? So... And these guys are all coming out and saying, oh, oh this and that, it's a foul, the ref shouting, the, line, the fourth official shouting, foul, 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 but to hear these two guys saying this... Well, well, Paul, when, when I was at the game, I, I said to Gordon after it, that when I looked at it from my view, I thought, well, the Colin could give a free kick here. But forget that. The minute that free kick's not given, Tom Rogic is in his own half, picks that ball up. You've still got the full, nearly full length of the, the pitch to go and score a goal. And and Roger's right about Rangers players not tracking runners, didn't have the desire to get back, and it was too easy for Champ to put the ball in the net. You can't, you don't deflect away from the fact that Celtic absolutely mm. dominated Rangers. To, to be fair though, that is football. It's easy for us to say because we're looking at it from a distance. If you feel you've been aggrieved by a decision... You can't just forget about it Because Stephen Gerrard, Ryan Jack, whoever it is Will think, well, Tom Rogic wouldn't have been able to break up the park Had they given the decision the way we see it And I'm not saying that's what I think But it's, it's easy for us to say Forget about the decision, he still had a long way to go Because it would have changed everything The decision's simple, it wasn't a foul The referee didn't give a foul Now, everybody will have their own opinion about it And you can slow it down You can look at you know, photographs and look at uh, what's happened here. You can do all that. But at the end of the day, the referee, who probably had the best position to see that, decided it's not a foul. So the minute you don't get the foul, you don't, because you think you got a foul, down tools, Gordon. You've got to, as the old saying goes, play to the whistle. Yeah. Some Rangers and, players didn't track yeah, back, and, and, and it was too easy. You would think that as well. Whether it's a foul or not, and I wasn't convinced that it was a foul, I have to say. Ryan Jack, is lying prone on the turf Out the game He's out the game completely So you would think That would actually put an extra yard In the other Rangers midfield players stride To get back thinking Celtic are on the break here We're a man down Ryan's hurt up the other end of the pitch Let's bust a gut to get back I would be more. Co- I, I, I would be more concerned I wouldn't be concentrating on the foul That led to the goal I'd be more concerned about Some of the Rangers And I'm only taking it on Sunday as a one-off game, some of the Rangers players' performances and how they stayed in the park. Now, I've heard the excuses already about the Russia, Russia trip. They were tired. Right. Everybody's had the excuses. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Now, my argument to that is two simple things. People say that the last 10, 15 minutes, Rangers were a better team, so-called, right? No. So they're obviously not tired. Secondly, if you... Are sitting there as a manager of a club And you're thinking We've had a long trip There are three substitutions there You can use So you can get three fresh guys on that park 81 minutes I mean I've never done it But you, you'd have to imagine it has some impact though Does it not? That type of journey not What was it 50 odd hours before yeah, but kick not, off? Not in, well how did they finish stronger? Not, right? So that's that's an argument you can just, say And well asking. done to their fitness How how they finish stronger? Um how the fact that the atmosphere is well, Gordon, you're mm-hmm. playing the games, that, your adrenaline's going, and obviously 81 minutes, come on. Right, final word to you, Paul. Guys, guys, can I make one last point before I go? Make it quick if you can, I'm up oh, against it. I, ju- I just shared the two you were talking about, like, you were all talking about stats before this game and all that, right, and stuff like that. 
uh, seen the boy Connor Goldstein come out and he said, uh, I thought we were coming up against Barcelona. Certainly coming that far ahead there. We were actually really close to them. Connor Goldson was in the centre of the defence. Selig had 15 shots a goal. Right? Selig had something like, like 14 corners. They dominated possession. And uh, so I'm, I'm, and Rangers had two shots or three shots to an old Ryan Jack's one over the bar. Pavs won miles past the post. And Morelos is one that he came in and he just touched straight to Craig Gordon. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where are these guys seeing that they're no, that they're that they're closer to Celtic in terms of like, like squad and playing ability because I was at the game. I watched it. Celtic dominated them for 90 minutes and it was the first half. Stephen Gerrard says, first half, I whatever, we were glad to go on level. Second half, I thought we came into it a bit more and all that. That's a lot of rubbish. Celtic were all them for the full 90 minutes. i seen it and everybody else with a brain in their head seen it. That Celtic dominated that full match Okay thanks to Paul Indram Chapel. We've got a good question on the full time teaser You're going to have to get the pen and paper That's for sure there's a lot to take in I'm interested to see if Gordon and Roger Can crack it this week The full time teaser's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish Accident and injury victims for 40 years Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard If you want to get in touch you can give us a call Or you can send us a tweet We're at Clyde SSB if Twitter is your thing um, Let's move on to the full time teaser We always do it about this time every night You send a question to us We get it up and running And we give the guys until the end of the show To come up with the answers Roger and Gordon have been fined a week's wage For looking at the answers last week Hanna Blame Hanna Right, Smith or Burns, come but on. I bet it's one of the two. No such problems this week, though. Is it Smith or Burns? It's John Smith has sent <laughs> in. If you've got a question, please send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. And copy in, doesn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon doesn't know how to work email, so we no. should be fine. Uh, since 1980, yes. 12 players have scored for Watford and either Celtic or Rangers. Mo Johnson. Since 1980 12 players have scored for Watford And either Celtic or Rangers Name them Mo Johnson Yes Mark Falco Yes um, Watford, Watford. Colin West No Yes in fact Sorry yeah. My apologies Mo Johnson Mark Falco Colin West That all Rob Kiernan no What a shout that would have been Well uh, I mean it's wrong so Maybe not But, John, John but you know what I mean It wasn't that good no, a shout exactly. after all John Barnes never scored for Celtic did he? <laughs> No He did not <laughs> Any more Before we move on no. right, I'll give you some time to think You can join in on Twitter Since 1980 12 players have scored for Watford And either Celtic or Rangers Colin West Mark Falco And Mo Johnston the managerial merry-go-round is starting to turn in Scotland In case you hadn't noticed It's only September, the 4th of September Kenny Miller's already left Livingston Alan Stubbs has gone from St Mirren uh, And perhaps most remarkably of all, Roger Hanna Is Ray McKinnon, really We didn't get the chance to go into it in detail at the weekend Because Celtic were playing Rangers Moussa Dembele was doing what Moussa Dembele did and all the rest of it but Ray McKinnon is now very much the Falkirk manager this time last week he was very much the Morton manager 
Yeah, and listen, I can understand why the players at Morton, the supporters at Morton, the board at Morton, um, we are peeved, to say the least, at Ray McKinnon's decision. Um, but people move jobs every day of the week, Gordon. Um, all of us in here have changed jobs from time to time. And Ray McKinnon is perfectly within his rights to decide that a job as manager of Falkirk is better for him than a job as manager of Morton. Well, Ewan is a Morton fan on the phone. Let's. Uh, I, I get the feeling Ewan's going to disagree with you there, Roger. Is that right, Ewan? Honestly, I cannot believe that this has happened to Green Morton. I just cannot understand it. I felt when Duffy went, I wasn't going to feel any as low as I ever would as a Morton fan. I think we've lost Ewan there, but, uh, but obviously it was fairly obvious where we were going that Ewan is not happy. Essentially, and you, you, you can you can get that, can't you? Yeah. Now, I, I presume the complaint of Ewan and Morton supporters and the Morton board, because I saw the statement at the weekend from the chairman Crawford Ray, basically accuses Ray McKinnon of a lack of loyalty. Well, I have watched Scottish football for more years than I care to remember, and loyalty is not a commodity that's very thick on the ground. Um, there was no loyalty shown to Jim Duffy in the summer. The job he had done at the club... And he didn't renew his contract And he was shown the door There's no loyalty to Alan Stubbs After four league games No loyalty to Kenny Miller After two league games No loyalty to And you could reel off all the managers Who have been sacked over the time So when a manager decides He would prefer to work mm. for Club B Rather than Club A Roger, I might be wrong here Well I'll tell you what Let's hear from Ray McKinnon first Then we can talk Because he's been speaking as the new Falkirk boss today He says it's time to forget about his exit from Morton Morton fans might not be able to move on so quickly He quit the Capital Club just three months into the job He did take them to the top of the Championship Before leaving for bottom side Falkirk on Friday And McKinnon says he's not bothered by the backlash he's faced That's despite one of the local papers branding him uh, Judas Morton, we spoke on Friday afternoon they, they gave me permission to come and speak to Falkirk I drove up here Friday afternoon Spoke to Margaret at length And, uh, you know, after speaking to Margaret, like I said, yeah Taking everything into consideration, I made a very, very tough decision, and uh, the tough decision was to become the new Falkirk manager. There was an inference that there might have been discussions before any permission was given to you. Well, that's that, that's certainly not the case. Like I said, we got permission from Morton on Friday. Come up here Friday afternoon, and as I said, it was a very tough decision. I'm not going to hide away from that. Um, but listen, people are faced with tough decisions every day in life, and you have to make them sometimes. I made my call. And I'm now the Falkirk manager, and that's that's what we're here to talk about. It's a disappointing the fallout then, Ray, because you look at the back of the local paper and it's calling you a Judas. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I've heard. Listen, I understand that. You know, it's, it's part and parcel of the job we're in, criticism. It comes. I've been called worse over the years. But listen, anybody in football knows me. Anybody at Morton Football Club knows me. Anybody at this club knows me. Anybody I've worked with knows me um, in football. And uh, it is what it is. I can't change it. Football's like this. Yeah, he's right, and uh, Roger touched on it. There's no loyalty whatsoever. Uh, we witnessed that with Morton with Jim Duffy. Whether it was right or wrong, we can all have our own opinions on that. Am I right to say, Roger, that he was only on a one-year contract? Yeah, I think so. So he's he's maybe Falkirk have came, chapped his door and said, look, we're going to give you a longer-term contract. It's going to be, you know, try to rebuild the club because Falkirk are struggling a little bit just now, obviously. Um, and it was an opportunity, maybe more money as well, and he's quite right. To look after yourself And you get a feeling of What's the best club What's the best Is it a good move mm. Do I want to move there Can I take the club forward 
Unfortunately for Morton They're now searching For a new manager It happens all the time He's right Football is football Sammy McFarlane's on Twitter He says There's no way that all happened In the time frame That Ray McKinnon says On Friday Roger And listen It's quite obvious There are only a couple of people Who, who know exactly The time frame Whatever way you look at it It's um, It, it, it was quite Quite the turnaround Wasn't it? Yeah it was And it, it's, it's You know Especially annoying for Morton Because Ray McKinnon had just come to the club He had just overhauled the playing staff When he left on Friday They were second top of the championship table It had been a bright start for Ray McKinnon And the Morton supporters were living in hope That they could actually maybe You know, stay up there Get into the playoffs Have a tilt at promotion to the Premiership That might still be the case under a new manager Um, Crawford Ray tells one story Ray McKinnon tells another story As you say They're probably the only two men Who actually know what happened at the tail end of the week I've spoken to some of the players They are genuinely surprised At the turn of events They did not see this coming at all I'm just waiting for Scottish football to outdo itself And uh, Alan Stubbs gets appointed Morton manager, manager tomorrow That won't happen No, didn't think so 01419511025 Alan's in Paisley He's got some thoughts on the Alan Stubbs scenario, Alan um, <clears throat> Good evening, Gordon I would absolutely love Alan Stubbs to take over at Morton <laughs> And I just would love him to take All the awful players that he signed for us down there as well my main point, Gordon, is the fact that I'm a wee bit fed up with uh, people, and Gordon just did it himself there a minute ago, saying Stubbs was got rid of after four league games. Let's talk about the facts. It's not just four league games. He had a whole host of fixtures in the Betfred Cup, and he spectacularly failed to beat two amateur teams, Queen's Park and Spartans. Did get out of the group, though, Alan. Pardon? He did get out of the group, though. Well, we did, yeah, but you would expect to get out of that group, wouldn't you? A Premier League side against two amateur sides in Dumbarton from two leagues below us. Of course we would expect to get out of it. But that's beside the point. The reason Alan Stubb gets sacked, in my opinion, and in the opinion of 90% of the St. Murn fans that I've spoken to both live and on social media, is his appalling, absolutely appalling recruitment policy. He signed about nine or ten players very few of whom we've heard, and with good reason. Some of them were coming from the sixth tier of English football. He completely underestimated the level <coughs> excuse me, of players required to play in this league. But the most damning indictment <coughs> excuse me, I can give is that he spent a record amount of money, £75,000, a huge amount of money for St Murn, for a centre-half who played twice against the aforementioned amateur teams and has never been near the first team since then. That in itself is, you know, metaphorically speaking, a second offence. It's not about how we've performed in the last four league games. It's about the fact that we are now riddled with players of insufficient ability to survive in this league. That, that's one point we haven't covered, and, and well, done, well, 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 well done to Alan for raising it, Gordon, because yeah. it's too simplistic to just look at what happens after 90 minutes You have to look at football as a business sometimes And as Alan says That is a lot of money For, for a club like St Mirren to spend And if it's not been spent wisely You have to sometimes look at The person who's deciding where what, that money what goes What worries me is Alan obviously knows St Mirren a lot better than me He goes and follows them He watches them That's the team he supports Now he's just blasted the players He's absolutely blasted them Nine, ten new signings The one he's talking about Centre half, 75,000 Now St Mirren aren't a rich club They'll be on contracts It'll be very difficult You can't get rid of them The window's shut 
So another manager has got to come in And see if he can work a miracle Is that fair on another manager? So that's why I'm saying that I think the board And as I say I've not seen St Mirren this season I think the board should have waited I think four league games in Is too quick Because Are you not just giving If they're that bad How can I not It doesn't matter who goes in then If Alan's saying The St Mirren players are that bad How can you turn that round? Because surely You're best to give Any new manager As long as possible though To turn it round but Alan, that's Alan Stubbs' players, and, and I know he's. Uh, yeah, but if that's the case, then just no one would ever change manager because you're always no, going to be stuck no, with the previous no, group of players. You're talking four league games, Gordon. You're talking. If this was January, and you know the fans were not happy with the style of football and the players, you've got to give the players time to settle in as well. They've got the manager a sack. Whether you say, well, the manager signed them, but they've got to perform as well. We don't know what's went on behind closed doors in the dressing room, but. I just think that sacking a manager with four games in the league games, I know you can talk about the bed for it, the club or whatever, it, but you can still give them a little bit more time rather than four games. I just wonder. I just wonder. I go back, Alan, to what we said earlier. There's not been a St Mirren fan yet who has argued with this decision. What would worry me if I was a St Mirren fan is since the man we mentioned earlier on, Danny Lennon, the man who won the League Cup, left. Look at the turnover of managers Tommy Craig To Ian Murray To our own Alec Ray To Gary Teal To Jack Ross Who was the only success Of any of them And now Alan Stubbs It's about six or seven managers In four years That can't be healthy But the problem The problem I'm just going to say let, let Alan back in He was trying to get in On you go Alan yeah, No the point I was going to make And, and I hear what Gordon's saying And that's, that's You know a fair comment We have um, Had a high turnover of managers I would argue, however, if somebody's not cutting the mustard, why hang around? Ian Murray was unsuccessful. Out he went. Um, I didn't think Alec Ray was as, as bad a, a manager as some of my fellow fans thought, but Gordon Scott came in, acted decisively. I think it's a sign of good leadership. If you make a mistake, because let's face it, hiring a manager is not an exact science. Every time you recruit a manager, you're taking a chance. But the point I was going to make about the players... I'm firmly of the opinion, and I'm sure 90% of my fellow St. Bernard fans would back me up, is that not one of Alan Stubbs' signings, not one, would have got a regular game last year in a lower league. Well, that's an obvious problem, Roger. I mentioned it earlier on. There are a couple of things you look for in a manager, things that you can praise him or criticise him for. You talk about man management. Results, obviously But recruitment is right up there It's vital, absolutely vital Yeah, of course it is Particularly if they're a team Who have lost so many key players um, I'm willing to cut some of the newcomers A little bit of slack It's a new league It's a new country It's a new culture Etc, etc, etc My understanding is though That one of the one of the main points Of Alan Stubbs' downfall Wasn't so much the new guys It was the way he treated the old guys you know, there was Cammy Smith, 15 goals last season. People often talk as if Lewis Morgan brought St Mirren up on his own. He didn't. Cammy Smith scored 15 goals, 10, 11, 12 assists, beat Lewis Morgan to a lot of the supporters' clubs' Player of the Year awards. And my understanding is he was told that if he could find another club, he would be allowed to go. And other players at the club didn't really bond at all with Alan Stubbs and I think that as much as anything else is what contributed to his downfall do you know what they might just listening to Alan there and obviously there's a big problem that St Mirren fans aren't buying into the new players that are coming in 
Gee, if you're a manager, you'll go and look at that club and you'll think, is that worth putting my reputation? I, I think they might struggle to get the manager they want in there because you've now got to work with these players and Allen has just absolutely blasted them out of the water. Say they, they wouldn't even get a game in the championship. So would you put your reputation walking into St Man? Managers always do though, don't they? No, people, they don't. Look, people no, they f- don't because there's managers uh, refuse jobs, even at Falkirk. I actually think there's enough there to be you know going on with. I saw St Mirren win their games at Ibrox earlier in the season, and they weren't dreadful. You know, you've got Cammy Smith and Danny Mullen and Stephen McGinn, who's a good player, and Paul McGinn, who's a good player. Matty Willett, the lad who was in St Johnson mm-hmm. last season, a decent enough player. You know, the likes of Ryan Flinsey, a young Kyle McGinnis who's in the under-21 squad. Craig Sampson, solid Premiership goalkeeper. So there are building blocks there for whoever goes in. Thanks to Alan and Paisley. Make some very good points on the teaser. 1980 mm. is the year we start. We're looking for 12 what? players who've scored for both Watford <laughs> and either Celtic or Rangers there's, there's in that There's always time. a clue there. So 1980 is the clue. So again, back to... I've got, yeah, I've got one. Go for it. It was a captain. Yeah. John McClellan. Yeah. Yes. Well done. That's more. So That's you've got Colin West, now, John McClelland, Mark Falco, Mo Johnson. We've shouted all the way through the show, SFA, SFA. Is it the SFA performance director, Malky McCann? Yes. Oh, Roger. Uh-huh. The, other, the other one that I thought of, an old friend of the show, was Charlie Miller and Lona. Would Charlie Miller play at Watford? Yes, he's not one of them. I don't think oh, he scored. He right. Oh, Rod. So there we go. Visions of Charlie playing down there. He did play, but I don't think he scored. So he's not one of them. Colin West, John McClellan, Malky Mackay, Mark Falco, Mo Johnson. I'll take one more guess each. Um. Oh, did Harry Forrester not come for Watford? Did play with Watford? He's not one of the answers. If that's any use mm-hmm. to you, Roger. One more guess from you. One I thought of is Ramon Vega. Yes, great shout Ramon Vega will hopefully get the answers to the teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With me Gordon Duncan We've got a good teaser on the go And uh, thanks for playing along on Twitter I can see you here at Clyde SSB Obviously I can't read your answers out because I don't want to help these two, I want to put them through it. I can see Frankie, for instance, got Ramon Vega, but you got that one already, Roger. Um, if you're Thomas, is. Oh, only after Frankie tweeted it. So <laughs> thanks, Frankie. Thomas has got a few. You better not be checking Twitter because Thomas has copied <laughs> you in here. Has he? So oh, quite leave that phone at, at, at right Tom, now. Thomas. Slide it over here. Um, he's got a couple that you've n- not got. Well, 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 listen, I have actually been tweeted by an old pal of the show, Craig Connolly. Who's tweeted me Harry Forrester But does it no. earlier on No Give me that phone I'm confiscating it In primary <laughs> school style There we go Roger Hannah's phone That's ridiculous You see me at the end of class And you'll get it back Alright Th- Thanks Craig I will shout the other one out Before the end of the show Since just 1980 in case. 12 players have scored For both Watford And either Celtic or Rangers Name them So Colin West John McClellan Mal Kimakai Mark Falco Mo Johnson Ramon Vega Roger you came up with a good one In the ah, break didn't you Daz didn't think it was right Joe Garner Joe Garner, yes, well done. Remember him. Does ask he play for what? For D- does twenty eleven to twenty thirteen. Daz asked if it was after he was in the Rockford Files. <laughs> Any from you, Gordon Deal? No, I'm struggling. You struggling? Are yeah, you? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I hate to see that. Really hate to see that. Honestly, I'm struggling. Any more, Roger? Well, I'm going to go with the other one that Craig Conley gave me. Stuart Slater. Yes. Oh, that is fantastic. That's absolutely terrific. The only, the other one I thought of. 
He came to me Willie Faulkner Yes Willie Faulkner Played for Watford 88-91 to And of course came to Celtic In the mid-90s So one Two Three To get And plenty of time Left to get them We've been talking about A couple of things um, Mostly Alan McGregor We've been talking about Alan Stubbs as well So let's do a couple more calls John's a St Mirren fan In East Kilbride Your thoughts John? Hi hello there Gordon Gordon Hi John Hi John uh, The last month support I've uh, stole my thunder With uh, uh, complaint that uh, the majority of uh, supporters, football supporters, that's non-St. Murn supporters that are saying it was far too early, four games. Uh, and Gordon, you keep going these four games uh, to sack a manager. It's not. He's been in charge in ten games since he came. Uh, one of them is a friendly. You might not class that as important, but it was, it was a 6 nothing thrashing, certainly. We never learned a lot. We just found out the defence is, is pretty well hopeless, you know. But it all started with doing it at Rugby Park. We got a, we got a credible 0-0 draw. The team all clicked together. Never seen each other before. And we thought, this is the start of something good here. Mm-hmm. Playing in a plastic pitch as well. But anyway, and then we Spartans. 2 nothing down. We fought back. They certainly beat them in penalty kicks. You know, an amateur team. Queen's Park at Hamden. Couldn't score against them. 0-0. Uh, Sunderland 6 nothing for it and then we turned it round uh, we beat our bogey team our former bogey team Dumbarton 6 nothing. And, and lo and behold we actually get two in a row we beat Dundee a very good Dundee team that mm-hmm. played us off the park uh, they, they've got problems up front as well scoring uh, uh, scoring goals or not scoring goals and obviously the keeper uh, sold that game the Dundee goalkeeper Samson now he's a tail of two keepers Samson saved the penalty and uh, their goalie stood in the ball and gave away the, the winning goal yeah Jack Hamilton really lucky and then well, we, we lost four goals to Aberdeen four defensive errors two goals at Ibrox two defensive errors Livingston was the the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back a uh, 2 nothing defeat and it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Samson uh, showing more defensive frailties there Hearts Men against boys, men against boys, 4-1, uh, they actually scored a very good goal, created by Cammy Smith, who we, we, we can't prove anything, but we've heard that he, he told Cammy Smith to find another club, and he dropped him for a couple of games, and then he brought him back for the Hearts game, and he's one of our better players, but so that's actually 10 games that he's been in charge, mm. so let, let, the question I'd like to ask you, and anybody else that's interested is, they say it's too early to sack a manager, but when is it too late to sack a manager? Someone have to move quickly in this because we're not going to wait until yeah. Christmas and we're doomed that we're stuck at the bottom of the league and it's far too late. You know, the guy was under contract and so on. You know, so it's a good question, a John. Let, let me put it to Gordon because we are kind of running out of time, but it is, it is a fair question because you keep saying it, it's too early. Yeah. Um, but you, of course, come from a, a, a time in management, a generation where managers just simply didn't get sacked this early, but, but now it, it's commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know, football has sort of moved on, and I'm not saying it's right. But it's a lot more common nowadays. Yeah, I, th- I think so. So when, when is right. when's the right amount I think, of time? I think to the do argument it? for every St. Man fan will say, "Well, Gordon Dale's not there week in week out watching it. So why is he making a judgment on it? Basically, because he's been he's been allowed to bring nine ten players in. He spent money. These four league games. Now his league games, yeah, um, he beat Dundee and apparently lucky. Fine. He's beaten the Ibrox, which is not the easiest place. Tyne Castle hearts are flying Not the easiest place The big one was probably Livingston So he's actually only lost one league game That you would consider a bad result That's what you're saying Probably Livingston Yeah But I think it Or an unacceptable result uh, Yeah And I think it was because Last year Livingston come up In second place Livingston Livingston beat Jack Ross's team 4-1 last season Just saying Right Yeah but they come up as champions Right So 
They brought in new players The big problem I find And this is the reason why I'm saying I think it was too early You're stuck with their players That's the manager's players He's brought them in I would have given him time To see if he could turn it round Four games I think in the league Is far too early for me When would I have looked at it? Probably in January When you could do something about it Okay Chris My apologies in advance Chris and Stevenson Because it's going to have to be quick But make your point please Hi team uh, My point uh, goes back to The McGregor uh, IR incident mm-hmm. uh, And the formation of this new panel That's going to make these decisions I find it incredulous I'm absolutely astounded That three people can look at that incident And come up with a solution That, that says He unlawfully McGregor unlawfully kicked Christopher Iyer When he's lying on the ground we're at a point now where is it the SFA that's advising these people and giving them these, these guidelines to work off and is so is it to the detriment of integrity in Scottish football let's clear this up Roger Hanna because the rule the violent conduct rule is hee-haw to do with the SFA this is written by by IFAB this is, this is the violent conduct rule all across football where the Scottish FA is part and it comes in is the judicial protocol where they decide to show it to three referees independently and ask them unanimously to say whether it should go to a fast track proceeding or not. Yeah. So there is a distinction to be made. Yeah, and of course there is. And and listen, we talk about a committee or a panel as if the three former referees are all sitting down in a room no. over a pot of coffee conferring on this. They're not. They are independently shown footage of the incident. Um, this isn't my rule. It's not your rule, Gordon. It's the SFA's rule. That all three of them. Have to say that Willie Collum has missed a red card offence In order for the compliance officer Claire White to prosecute Alan McGregor If only two of the former referees say Willie Collum has missed a red card offence If one of them says Willie Collum has missed a yellow card offence here Then the compliance officer's hands are tied She cannot prosecute Alan McGregor He has escaped sanction And, and that's what's happened today Is that... Where a possible tweak could be made Now I understand then You're getting into really You're nitpicking And you're, you're, you're retrospectively handing out bookings Which might get a bit messy But what it would at least do Is would stop this perception that you can And you've seen this on social media all day Kick someone and get away with yeah, it People are calling it a kicker's charter if you like Gordon Because they've seen Morelos have a red card Downgraded to a yellow for his kick at Scott McKenna no action on Stephen Naismith for his confrontation with Johnny Hayes And no action now for Alan McGregor After his clash with Christopher Adger So people are asking, and probably justifiably asking How hard do you need to kick somebody Before you get mm. into trouble with the SFA? I sense this one's going to rumble on We'll have another one of these throughout the season There's no doubt whatsoever Chris and Stevenson, thank you Sorry it was so short Since 1980, 12 players have scored for both Watford And either Celtic or Rangers Colin West, Joe Garner, John McClellan Malky Mackay, Mark Falco, Mo Johnson Ramon Vega, Stuart Slater Willie Faulkner, three to get I'm struggling Marcus Gale Brutal. Didn't score for Rangers Really? Oh well, he's not on the list anyway. Let's not worry about why. He's not on the list. Did Lee Hodgson score for? Yes. Oh, that's Roger, an outstanding shout, Roger well. Hanna. I thought you were never going to get that one. Lee oh, Hodgson. Okay. Two no. to get one Celtic, one Rangers. Craig Beatty. Yes. Give him his phone back. <laughs> he's worse when he's got his phone. Craig Beatty and Lee Hodgson, which means you've only got one to get. One to get, and it's a Rangers one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Era. Um, early to mid 80s for Rangers. Well, Daz, your specialist subject Early early 90s for Watford I've no idea I have no idea 82 to 85 Oh, I played in 82 (laughs) At Rangers And played for Watford 90 to 92 
striker? Do you want me to be completely honest? I cannot remember. Is that a striker? I said I can't remember. Which is your initials? It's not Andy Kennedy, is it? It is Andy, Andy Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> Gordon, quickly, a wee shout out for Hamilton under 19's Champions League draw against Basel. Well done to them. There we go. Brilliant, you Hamilton. Are you going to go along? Yes, I am. Brilliant. Good well stuff. done, Tim. Well done to you on the teaser. Thanks, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL, for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. Big thank you to you for listening, for calling, for tweeting. And if you didn't get through, we can do it all over again tomorrow night in the company of Mark Guidi and Simon Donnelly. <laughs>